BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is Make It Kind. M.I.P. With Massimella Matsumo. Mark Thompson. Make It Kind. Get Woke. Ladies and gentlemen, day two completed in terms of the hearings, the Supreme Court hearings for the nomination of Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson. One person, if you've been watching closely, we've noticed has been in the room since the hearings have started. She is the gentle lady from the 18th District of Texas, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. She joins us to share what she's witnessed and share her perspective on uh, what's been going on. Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, how are you? Mark, I am... uh empowered, inspired, and ready for action. And that is what I saw over these last two days uh, with the uh, testimony and the opening statement of Judge Katanji Brown Jackson, uh, an African name uh, that her parents gave her uh, to symbolize uh, their struggle and really their commitment and understanding of African-Americans in this country and their journey. Amen. That's important too. You've had a chance to interact with her parents. What what has that been like? They seem like very, uh, very special people. I think they are an eye opener to America that we too have loving families that raise children, that instill values, that have fought for justice, who struggled, who lived in a segregated America and came out on the other side without chips on their shoulder, but uh, opportunities at their feet that they took advantage of. She is an educator. 
they went back to Miami from Washington, D.C. Her husband decided to leave teaching and become a lawyer, studied at the kitchen table. How many Americans understand that? Struggling to get where you wanted to be uh, and became a lawyer uh, that was respected uh, in Miami and had a daughter who watched him study and uh, absorbed, absorbed his determination and his strength and propelled her on to find her own space, her own success, uh, her own determination. You know, the, the real uh, beginning of this uh, was to be able in this singular event, thank you to President Biden, Vice President Harris, for finding the best qualified, best qualified candidate. Uh, and it has been touted by senators, not from the African-American community, that this is probably the most uh, talented, credentialed, uh, and qualified candidate that is set in that chair of the 115 uh, judges who became members of the United States Supreme Court. That is a powerful statement to make. She comes with a background of a sense of the people as a public defender, uh, a vice chair of the sentencing committee, understanding what these brutal sentences mean, how to be balanced and fair. Uh, then she's had three confirmations, uh, the sentencing commission, district trial court, court of appeals. There is no one that is now on the Supreme Court or has ever been that have had these qualifications. Harvard, Harvard, uh, there's no shame in that. We are delighted that she broke through. Uh, and of course, um, as I understand it, on the law review at Harvard. So she brings that to the table, but for that very reason, uh, there are those who wish to um, suggest that she is the uh, daughter of the uh, forces of uh, absurdity, uh, and they characterize it that. I don't characterize that. I characterize it as the voices of people who believe uh, in, in liberty and who happen to be considered on the left. They have every right to speak their voices because the only voices we heard in the last five judges is the conservative voices that have turned the court away from the people. So they want to say that she's entrapped by what we call dark money. She has uh, the, the senators, Democratic senators, they should be credited, have refuted all of that with documented uh, rebuttals uh, and has been outstanding. But the real key I want to make mention of, having come out of these two days, is that there has been a constant attempt at chipping away at who she is, putting words in her mouth, uh, diminishing her commitment uh, to uh, the uh, prosecuting, excuse me, the rendering judgment on those who are pornographers or in the possession of pornography, which is, by the way, different from the production of pornography, uh, challenging her representation of those at Guantanamo Bay, ignoring what Republican and Democratic lawyers have said that under the Sixth and Seventh Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, uh, we have an obligation, those of us who are lawyers, we take an oath that we defend people pursuant to the Constitution. Our clients retain us. We do a vigorous defense or a vigorous representation. She was retained by those who believe, rightly so, that indefinite detention without any form of prosecution, no matter how ugly the circumstances are, does, does not speak to the democracy that we say we love does not speak to the constitution we say we love. And she made that very clear. I represented clients. I did not take a terrorist position. I did not promote terrorism. Uh, and I think she was so productive uh, that uh, I think we saw 
one of our esteemed senators from uh, the South uh, jump up and had never seen him since. Here's the point. They have every right, every right uh, to ask questions. That is the process of confirmation. I will never challenge them for asking their questions. But it must be said that you cannot make a judge do what a judge is not supposed to do. And that is to give you opinions and to agree with you and to say the Ninth Amendment doesn't uh, equal to abortion. And uh, what do you think about court packing? These are things they asked over and over again to sort of frame that she is an ideologue uh, and that she won't tell what she truly believes. So I believe uh, Judge uh, Brown Jackson uh, told America uh, in her strength, uh, in her demeanor, in her excellence, who she is. Uh, and that she is more than able and qualified to sit alongside these eight uh, justices and be the person that the uh, flag uh, and the democracy and those soldiers who put on the uniform and may not have come back home because they believe in a democracy. She represents that uh, as her mother and father represents it and her brother, uh, who was a Baltimore detective, but as well for two tours in Iraq after 9-11, in, in the region uh, after 9-11. So um, is she not a patriot? Is she not an American who has a life experience that, thank God, will be brought uh, to the United States Supreme Court? Just simply thank God. And she is a woman of faith. Thank God on that as well. More MIP after this message. Asks, how would you love a chance to save money on your insurance? Of course you would. After all, who wouldn't love a great deal, right? And when it comes to great rates on insurance for all of the things in your life, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners, condo, or renters coverage. You could save even more with a special discount when you bundle your coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use Geico mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And choosing to switch to Geico becomes an easy choice. Switch to Today and see all the ways you could save with great rates and discounts. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent and get started seeing how much you could save. You mentioned her qualifications. Of course, we do want to acknowledge she is the only uh, nominee unlike every other current justice serving who has uh, crossed all these paths. She has been educated in public high school and in the Ivy League. She's been a Supreme Court clerk, a public defender, been a member of the U.S. Sentencing Commission, a district judge, and a court of appeals judge. No other justice serving has checked all those boxes. And, and, and the only one that comes close is the justice she clerked for and the judge she will be succeeding, uh, and that is none other than Stephen Breyer. Just back to her parents for the moment. Um, they're clearly very dignified. Uh, they have every right to beam and be proud of their daughter. Uh, I know they're strong people, and they've seen a lot in their experience uh, coming up through segregation themselves. I'll be honest with you, Congresswoman, it hurts me a little, though, that they have to sit there and endure these unnecessary attacks 
on their daughter. That it 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 saddens me that they have to endure that. I think they I think they feel the uh, warmth and wealth of support in that room. Those of us who are there, and as well, they will feel it as they travel back to Miami, uh, going through airports. The wealth of support that I know is out there in America to see their girl, uh, the baby that they raised, if I might, as a mom, uh, to come to this point of such grandeur, but yet be humble and be able to take what is being dished out. They've got to be uh, certainly a little bit sensitive, but they've also got to be mighty proud. And I can sense that in them. They're there holding her up. They're there stoic, strong, um, uh, pleasant, uh, and undaunted as their daughter's undaunted. And I want to bring something up. A district court, I want the people to understand, that's a trial judge. That's a person who sees the nitty gritty. That's the person who sees the everyday person that comes into uh, that uh, courtroom. That's the one that sees uh, indigent uh, persons who don't have uh, the money to pay for a lawyer. And that's where the public defender comes in. That's the person who understands the criminal justice and its inequities and its unfairness, which is what they were pouring out at her as to why she gave certain sentences that seem to be below uh, the sentencing guidelines. Uh, you know, trying to suggest she was soft on crime, but she held her own. She said, I don't know all the facts of the 570 cases I've handled, but I know that it is our job to look at the facts and make a judgment. And everything I did was within the confines of the law. And when our Democratic senators came back, they were able to hold up documentation to say everything she did was within the confines of the law. But thank God again that there was a trial judge that had mercy. There was a trial judge that saw an indigent uh, defendant and had mercy or a young defendant and had mercy. That's what we have not seen across America's courts because they have not been diverse. They've not had people that have brought their life experiences. But she now goes from the Court of Appeals where she's had the experience of dealing with the appellate side of it, which is you don't deal with the facts. You deal with uh, the question of law and whether or not the trial judge ruled wrongly and her percentage of being overturned bare minimum, 2% and under. So don't tell me anything about her excellence. Now she'll be able to come and look at the broader world of legal issues, just a, just a guy, uh, just a, justice issues, uh, equality issues, uh, fairness issues, and have compassion. And again, might I just use this terminology? Lord knows we need it. That's yeah. why the caucus and our leadership I was so adamantly in support of the idea of a black woman being selected and said that whoever the president selected, we'd be front and center. That's why I flew up here on Sunday night as a senior member of judiciary, because I understand what those courts uh, do and I understand what those senators were saying. And so I've been able to send out rebuttals. I've been able to speak uh, precisely about the Guantanamo issue uh, and the question of uh, indefinite detention and the fifth sixth and seventh amendment to be able to respond to media and to be able to respond to some of the absurdity that we've heard uh, in this room. While I was sitting there, uh, a, um, uh, a, a tweet came out uh, and, and this is interesting. Uh, as I was sitting there, I thought of uh, uh, 
Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg uh, turning into this RBG. And I said, you know what? KBJ yeah, yeah. is on the scene. KBJ. And lo and behold, as I was thinking of it, uh, in my phone came a tweet with her face in a distorted look as they do when they want to send out negative items. And those initials KBJ crossed out and CRT put under it. For those of you, critical race theory, raising the race issue on this woman who has shown a passion for her love for America, who said in her opening statement, she's gratified for the opportunities that she got that her parents did not have. And she loves America. But yet, the RNC put out, cross out RB, excuse me, uh, KBJ, and put CRT. I told them a thing, I said it was shameless. And those who have provoked this racial um, controversy should be shamed. Enough is enough. How dare you? How dare you in the midst of her hearings put that out in the social media? More MIP after this message. In fact, I I saw your reaction to that and it was um, a very appropriate and and strong reaction. The, The CRT is one thing. Let me ask you this before we go, though. What is the obsession with these pedophilia cases. Now we know that the QAnon and the Trump people are, are caught up in that. I mean, everybody's a pedophile. They accuse Hillary Clinton of running a pedophilia ring. Does that not say more about them? That that's something they're trying to project on this nominee? They think two things. Race is a lightning rod, um, which is why they attacked the 1619 Project and the great work that Nicole has done and being a uh, Pulitzer Prize winner, um, not understanding the commission to study and develop preparation proposals, and then the issue of pornography. Um, and she has done about seven to 10 cases. All of them she's thoroughly reviewed in terms of the facts of the case. She operated within the guidelines and they tried their best to suggest she was soft on crime. They even recited the the, the, the heinous um, acts of the defendant of uh, various sex with ages of children in the open hearing. They, they recounted that, they read it out loud because all they were trying to do is to provoke their audience to describe her as a reckless jurist who would let those, pornographic, uh, those holding pornography uh, out on the streets praying against persons. Now, I don't want to go into the deep de- uh, deep details, but possession is different from production. These people were possessors. It was wrong. It was horrific. It was dastardly. It was nasty. And she handled them. But what they did not say, that in addition to their sentence, they couldn't have a computer. They were going to be monitored. They were just basically tagged for the rest of their life. Because when you are convicted, of a sex crime, you can't go anywhere in America. Can't have a house next to anything near uh, children, uh, hard to get a job. So you are punished. It's sad that you are in this category. You may be sick, but whoever you are, she held you accountable. 
She just recognized that there are many elements to holding uh, this defendant accountable. There was no softness. She was complying with the law, but she may have shown justice. And for some reason, people don't understand what justice is because it's so hard to get. That's why I'm applauding her because she has held the line of equality and justice and fairness. And she didn't have to do that. She could have been planning her ascending to the Supreme Court. She could have been watching her back and saying, I better rule this way so I can get credit for being hard on criminals. No. Thank you, Judge Brown Jackson, for the integrity that you showed, for the knowledge that you had, for the backbone that you had, because you didn't bend. And you ruled where the Court of Appeals rarely overturned her. Now, take that. I just authored uh, a op-ed that's printed in the Hill paper today, I'm going to be sending it out, which says um, it is uh, time for a black woman Supreme Court justice for America. It is time. And you chronicle the historical record of why we did not have one. And here we are today. It was an excellent two days. I think she got the better of all of them. I think she was the victor. I'd agree. And um it, it is long overdue. Absolutely. Finally, there's no reason to think that she won't be confirmed. Right. I mean, we we have mansion and cinema. I would hope so. From where you sit, these hearings will go forward. But there's no reason to think she won't be confirmed. Is there? Uh, as of these two days, tomorrow uh, is the last day of them being able to question her. Um, the next day will be, or Thursday will be the day of uh, groups supporting and not supporting. Uh, so um, I would make the argument that it's now up to Schumer and Durbin to strategize to go forward, but there is the expectation that all 50 Democrats, all 50, um, shame on them, will be um, the votes and that the vice president will come over and carry the day and she will be confirmed. And let me be very clear, and I said this in an interview as well, uh, whether you have X to Y, meaning you whatever you have, 51 to 49, 52 to 48, whatever your number is, when that vote is finally cast, you ascend to Supreme Court. No one in history will find relevant the vote that got you to be on the Supreme Court. It is no longer relevant. It is insignificant. Your history and your legacy will be the opinions that you render. You will be no different, no unequalness from anybody else on that court. So I don't care if it's 51 to 49. I don't care at all. All I care is she's confirmed and sworn in. Votes count. Black women have been the beast of burden forever. And we have now, for the first time in history, secured a woman that will be, we hope, confirmed for the United States Supreme Court. A blessed day. A day of struggle and victory together. Indeed. Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, we thank you for joining us on Make It Plain. Folks, stay tuned, too. We'll be talking to you in the days and weeks to come about H.R. 40, where it stands, how we intend to bring the National Reparations Commission um, uh, for proposals for reparations 
reparations proposals, how we intend to bring that to being. Um, so stay tuned. Congresswoman Jackson Lee working very, very hard on that also. Congresswoman, thank you. And thank you for being there in the hearings as well to keep us all informed. I look forward to it. Thank you so very much for uh, having me on this evening and to all of your listeners. Reverend Mark is the best and thank him for being both inquisitive, compassionate and a fighter for justice. Thank you so very much. Amen. Thank you, Congresswoman. Folks, uh, we thank you all for, for joining us. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.